Okay, guys. Uh, today I've got uh, a buddy back on um, that we had a podcast before, and I wanted to do a part two because the first one was like one of my favorite ones that I've done. And there's like just so much uh, to take away and so much to go into and so much transferable skill from kind of what um, we talk about is I wanted to go again. So this is, this is Freddie Bennett, part two. Um, Mr. As I would say is like Mr. Ultra fucking ultra marathon runner, fucking mental, physical, mental challenge shit and all that. It's just... Um, Welcome, Freddie, basically. Craig Barlow, thank you, sir. It's a uh, pleasure to be here. The, the second coming of Freddie Bennett. And I'll tell you what, mate, I'm 41 now, and I can't say I do that very often anymore. So, um, so it's, <laughs> it is no a, it's a pleasure. Yeah, no, no reloads anymore. So it's a pleasure to be back. And uh, yeah, as always, a huge, huge fan of your work, huge fan of your, your ethos and values, obviously the podcast as well. So, um, yeah, when uh, when Craig Barlow invites you back for a part two, there's a it's, it's an offer you can't refuse. So I'm uh, very happy <sighs> nice to be here. <laughs> nice one, mate. Cheers, buddy. Um, yeah, like the last the last one we did, where like we were talking about the I'm going to butcher the name again. Is like the is it the Marathon de, de Saab? Yeah, very good, very impressive. Yeah, Marathon. Oh, okay, mar- it's very French. Like it's Marathon. That's the thing. Saab. You have to. Yeah, you yeah. have to put the French twang on it, don't you? But we're exactly. English, so like, we don't but, do that. Um, yeah, but yeah, Marathon of the Sands. So yeah, otherwise known as um, the world's toughest foot race, 200-odd miles across the Sahara Desert. Three, yeah, there's like uh, seven marathons in six days, self-supported. Um, I should have gone to Ibiza, to be honest. That would have been a much more uh, enjoyable <laughs> week. But there you go. That's, uh, that's how I spent my holidays. But that's, and if like, you want to listen to that, episode which i suggest that you do is like you can go back and uh listen to part one that we did but like you've you've just done a you've just done a hundred miler as well haven't you is that in, in new zealand yes so yeah i'm, I'm here in, uh, in new zealand now and and yeah that was my first probably my last 100 mile ultra marathon so um yeah there's a famous race here called the uh called the tarawera ultra marathon uh that was yeah 100 miles it took me about about 26 hours, I think, in total. So, uh, so again, questionable way to spend a weekend. But, um, but yeah, it was. Um, it's all about setting big, scary goals, isn't it? And uh, finding a way to uh, to make them happen. Absolutely, mate. And uh, what like, I think the first thing that was like, what was different to the to the hundred miler that you did than the marathon de Saab? Is there like a is there um, big differences in that for you? There was a big difference. I mean, where do you begin? I mean, let's ignore the obvious. Like, you know, Marathon de Sable is Sahara Desert. 100 Mile Ultra here was in New Zealand, which is obviously yeah. not the, uh, the Sahara Desert. But um, it was weird. And I'll tell you what, something's been weird with my whole mindset. And I might have to like, take, a, take a bit of a bigger picture view here. Sure, man. And to set the scene, like, I'm not a runner. Like, you know... It, you you think of ultra marathons, you think of the ultra marathon type, and later those people who really love running. And you say it's like a like a vegan. You say hi, nice to meet. You. <laughs> hi, I'm a runner. I like running. Do you like running? I like that. Is not me. Like I I bloody hate running half the time. But I got into it um, only a few years ago just to to try and sort my head out basically and set myself some goals. So I kind mm. of I went from couldn't run around the block 
to Marathon de Sable, world's toughest foot race in 18 months. And I know we talked about that on the last episode. It'd be great yeah. for people to, to hear that story. But ever since then, I found that, you know, you do this really big thing in your life. It's a really big, scary thing. And then after that, other stuff doesn't seem so scary. And it's about yeah. the perspective. So yeah, before Marathon de, de Sable, I, you know, I, like everyone, like every normal person, the thought of a marathon was pretty scary because you're like, oh shit, you know, 26 miles and all the training and obviously the running and everything else. But but then you do, what, as I say, seven marathons across the Sahara Desert. Yeah. All of a sudden, a marathon doesn't seem so scary because you've done something bigger and scarier. And I kind yeah. of went into this 100-mile race stupidly saying to myself, it's just four marathons back to back. That's all it is. Just four marathons. <laughs> just four marathons. And um, another big difference to, to answer your question was, I mean, like I say, the, the marathon de Sable, I, I put a lot of training into it. Like I say, it was um, 18, 18 months. When, I, when yeah. I put my credit card down and signed up for it, I couldn't run a kilometer. That, that's how um, unfit I was. And so I went from obviously on a pretty hardcore training routine. But with this 100 miler, I was doing some running, but not not crazy amounts, which uh-huh. sounds weird. So, like, um, put into perspective. So, because I'm in New Zealand and they're in kilometers now, so I have to kind of mix up a bit. In the last two years, before this hundred mile race, um, we obviously had, had COVID as well. I'd run thirty miles once. Yeah. And that was the longest, like, I'd obviously lots of shorter runs, but that was my longest one. So I had I had 30 miles on my yardstick, and this time I had to go to 100, so four marathons back to back. And I was kind of like, I don't have time to train for this. Like, I've got, I've got a business, I've got kids. I can't just go running for, like, 10 hours or something ridiculous. So I kind of went into it thinking, this has got to be like a mind game. I've got to win mentally because physically I was a bit worried about it. Like I said, yeah. four marathons back to back and it's that <laughs> mental battle of yeah, you've run a marathon through like forests and all sorts of, you know, beautiful landscapes. And you think, oh, great, I've run a marathon. I've got to do three more. And then you do, you do another marathon. You think, right, I've run two marathons back to back. I'm only halfway. And like those kinds of mind games were were really big for it. So um, so yeah, my uh, my preparation wasn't as good for this one. And uh, say rather than being spread out over uh, six days in the Sahara Desert, it was just one yeah. very hardcore twenty four hours where you've literally just got to try and ignore pain, ignore hunger, ignore everything, and just keep putting one foot in front of the other. That's crazy, man. It's uh, it's things he said there about about you know like running a marathon because like I've uh, as we were speaking a little bit before we started it's like I've I've started running this year because it's like mm. it's because like I was saying like the the gym for me is is it's easy it's like and yeah. there's no challenge in that and especially as 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 men I think it's like a big part of our our kind of uh, mentality is like we grow we grow through challenge and like doing hard things but it's not hard for me to do that and go to the gym mm. so I'm like. And I, I, I need something else. I need something else that I don't want to do that like I have to do that's hard. And it's just like I'm like running. It's like I fucking hate running. I do, like like you said, it's like where you say like you've done those things and you you're saying is like I'm not a runner. And it's mm. like I'm the same as I haven't ran like like purposely ran. Um, it was like when I was 17, like and I was uh, fresh in the military in the navy, and like 
I ran a half marathon, like, you know, I didn't train for it or anything. So I was like, I was, yeah. I was, I was super fucking fit and athletic then anyway, mm. I didn't train for it. I just run it, got a fucking awesome time. And I didn't even know. Cause I wasn't asked really. I didn't care. And it, yeah. it's like, I haven't ran anything more than like a few K since. And, uh, like a marathon, like training for a marathon doesn't like do anything for me. I'm just like, cause in a, in a way it's like mentally is just, and I'm, I'm pretty fit anyway. It's just like, I know I could do that. Like, and I don't think it would yeah. be that much of a challenge. So I need something more to inspire me. So this is where it's, um, I've looked at like, okay, what would inspire me to kind of like run and train? And it's this, I found, um, uh, a race in the Arctic circle and there's one in uh, nice. like the rat, rat, rat races, you'll know that's mm. what you're in, rat, rat yeah. races. And one in New Zealand and not one in New Zealand, one in, um, Oh, what was it? Iceland. And I'm like, they're adventure races and I'm not fueled by adventure. So it's just like, oh, okay, mm. that inspires me. Cause that's like fucking hell. Like a uh, hundred, a hundred miles across Iceland's terrain. I'm like, that's, that's more exciting to me than, a, than like a road marathon or something like that. I'm like, that's like, there's nothing in that that like excites me. But it's, it's a funny mix, isn't it? Cause I struggle with this a lot. And you're like, it's that balance between, oh, yeah, I totally agree. It's got to be, difficult and challenging mm. but it also has to excite you and like because one example oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. was like um like two weeks after the 100 mile race this is sounds weird but i had a half iron man and i totally forgot about it because i kind of i was all so focused <laughs> on the on the 100 mile 100 mile and you know when you like um like oh shit i've got something on this weekend and you're like oh you know you, your mind goes to like oh shit is it is it mrs birthday no it can't be that Kids' birthdays? No. Is it a wedding? Like, what? What is it? I know that, like that date really. Like, oh, and then, like, a few days before, I was like, oh shit, half Iron Man, and <laughs> I had to go and, and I had to go and do that. But like you say, like, I'm, I'd say I'm not a runner. I'm really, really not a triathlete. But but I had no enjoyment out of it. Like the 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 hundred mile hurt, but I I wanted to do it. I had a desire. A deep desire within myself that was yeah one of my big like bucket list do a hundred mile race but the triathlon like i just fucking hated it to be honest and yeah. i think there's so much of that though you know we're talking about sport but i think there's so many things in life as well like and i've been there like professionally how do you know between i'm just having a bad day at work or mm-hmm. a bad month in my business or a bad year in my business versus I'm really on the wrong path here and I need to get off that path and do, do the thing that I'm destined to do. And I hate to use the word like follow my passion. So I know it's more complicated than that, but, but I've, I've always struggled with that. The whole, like, is this thing just hard and do I need to push through it? And just, I hate to say the word man up or <laughs> is this the universe telling me that like, what the hell are you doing? You're not destined to, to be doing this you're doing this to please other people or because mm. you feel you should do or you feel the response all that stuff all guys know about that's that's always such a fascinating topic for me i don't know if you've you sort of found that or anything at all yeah absolutely mate it's just kind of like it's almost like a bit of torment isn't it it's like where we torment ourselves with that and um it, 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 and I, I, I think for me anyway it's like i it's this line between like is is where I feel as men is like we need to to again this do hard things and mm. is we need to put our like have this thing where 
we need to put ourselves forward into challenges. We need to choose it rather than wait until like the shit hits the fan, which we tend to do, right? We tend to just power, mm. power through and just get on with shit and ignore the things that we actually really need to take a look at, whether it's relationship, uh, our health, um, whether that's mental, physical, whatever. And mm. we, we, we put these things off until the shit really hits the fan. And then it's like, fuck, it's like, it's, you know, it's too late. Maybe like the relationship or marriage ends or you, 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 mm. you have something that uh, a health scare that fucking happens and really fucks you up. And it's just like, because we're, we're, we're too afraid to take a real deeper look at what's, what's really going on with us as men, right. That's reflected out into those things. So, um, mm. I find this is like where I found this as well, like where I used to approach everything with like a military mentality of just like, just hammer through fucking everything. And that's a useful skill, but not for all the time. And Mm -hmm. it's where like making everything hard, like I just make everything hard. Like where it's like, you know, and it's like, am I making everything hard or is it just hard? And it's where I'm okay. And this is where again, is like, if I do that, but if I do, so it's like, you know, I'd like my, am I making my business harder than it needs to be? It's like, could I make it simpler? It's like, you know what I mean? Mm. This is a big one. So it's just like the way that I kind of combat that uh, partly is is physically, right? It's like Mm. if I do physically hard things or physically hard challenges that for me is is that's just the the means for the mental um, hardship and the mental challenge, which is 100% for me is what we need. Then it's just like, like it's then the other things don't seem as hard and I can like, I'm getting my, my fix that I know I need as a man to like mm. to, to, to do hard things because we're very comfortable now as men. We're very comfortable. There's nothing that that you, that says that you have to be like physically strong and fit and have all these attributes mm. for as a man, that like kind of represent kind of some traditional masculinity and like leadership and stuff is like, you can sit in your fucking mom's basement and fucking picking Dorito dust out of your belly button and fucking watching mm. porn and wanking seven times a day, right? <laughs> cool. But it's just like, is that fulfilling as a man? It's like, no, it's not. And it's like, I think it's, I think mm. it's part of our role to actually like go and find out. And it's just like, go and fucking find out like in a sense of what you're made of and go and find your edges and go and like is, go and put yourself in challenges that you don't know if you can do and that, like you're probably going to fail at in some way and, and make mistakes and, mm. and and it's it's a very raw kind of no bullshit stripped back kind of method but it's like it's extremely extremely fucking useful and um definitely and, and that's what i find and this is what i think is like you know with this you know like with you committing to that marathon de Sar, which is like you know, mm. the hardest foot race in the world where you can't even run a fucking kilometer and you're putting your credit card down to sign up for it. Um, <laughs> there's, there's something, there's something in us as men that's like where we mm. innately, we know that we need that, but it's like, we, we find it very hard. I think to like, um, to inspire ourselves to, uh, actually put ourselves in those situations and like, uh, uh, really stretching ourselves, um, I would say mentally, because ment- I talk like mentality a lot is what I find is the, the most important factor um, for men in like men's work mm. in, in like, you know, is like 
the, the cliche of fulfilling your potential and like finding out what you're made of. And I think that's why a lot of men struggle as well, because it's like, you're, 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 there's such a gap that you're not, you're not at your, your edge. And like, you, you don't know who you are because mm. it's like, you don't know what you can take or what you're capable of. And you, there's, you ha- there's the one way is you have to go and find out and that's hard to fucking do. I think so. I mean, it's so interesting, isn't it? Because I mean, I always say in these situations that you, you don't have to do stupid things like I did, like sign up mm. to run across the Sahara Desert. It could be yeah, starting a relationship, ending a relationship, starting a business, changing a business, just yeah, something physical. Like it could be anything. It doesn't mm. have it. The, the, the important thing is, is that it's out of your comfort zone and it's stretching you wherever you're at yeah. right now. And um, but I, there's, there's a boxing quote and I can't remember who said it about who, because I'm, again, I'm just this podcast, all the things that I'm not. So like, I'm not a runner. I'm not a boxer. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's that quote, you know, about it's hard to get up for a run at five in the morning when you're wearing silk pajamas. And it feels yeah. to me that and I, I don't mean this in a, in a polarizing way, but it does feel that within society, we are kind of splitting a bit into the people that are wearing some pretty nice silk pajamas and the people yeah. that, uh, the people that aren't, that, that really want to, to push themselves. I don't mean about like, you know, politics or finance or left or right or whatever, but yeah, I, I'm sure we all know people and I know them as well. And maybe because yeah, we're a little bit older since, since our last podcast. And as you get a bit older, you get a bit more comfortable and maybe making a bit more money. And I know now my mates are in their forties like me. And it breaks my heart and it scares me because they're going in the wrong direction. Like their bank balances Ooh. are going up, but they're not pushing themselves. It just, it's getting into the habits and it's that, it's that world that I set a foot in yeah. that bottle of wine every night the takeaway on a friday night you're mm-hmm. sat on your big sofa watching your big tv with your big car on the driveway and i was there and and it scared me because i almost had like a premonition like that was that was just it for me that was my life and you just yeah. kind of excuses about kids and busy at work and oh carrying a bit more timber and this and that and i was just like shit i don't want that i, I was I didn't know what I wanted, but I know and I knew it wasn't that. And I and I see it now. Um, just and it, it literally scares me the the amount of men. And I can't say anything that are just giving up. And I don't and I don't think it's ever too late. Um, it's never too late. But the amount of guys that just give up and I, I say I know them a lot in in the UK. Like, and I know that it's funny because they laugh at me and yeah. sometimes in quite a cruel way. And I think as men that like to do things a bit differently, as, as yeah. us that like to challenge ourselves, you get the laughs and the comments and the, oh, what, what stupid race are you doing now, Freddie? Yeah. And shouldn't you be doing some work and not going to the gym and not running? And shouldn't you be and like, you, you know, the kind of jokes that, you know, have got a bit of, a bit of venom Wait. behind them. Um, well, it's, it's a bit of, it's a lot of that's insecurity though, isn't it as well? It's like, it it's is. like, cause it's like, I don't want to, I feel uncomfortable like with seeing what you're doing. So it's like the way I do that as the way I kind of mask that as a mm. man is it's like, I'll make jokes. And like, and it's not the fact that you're not open for jokes. I like, everyone, you know, oh, we yeah, all love definitely. a bit of banter. Yeah. Fucking, like, giving, giving each other shit, but you yeah, know, when it's just definitely. like, when, when it's like, it's, it's people's own shit. 
there's like something mm. that's like I don't like I don't respect about that when it's like when guys do that. It's just like it's um it's just like you know it's just like you you it's kind of petsy where it's like you're using that because you don't want to look your own shit and like your own insecurities. And that's that's definitely that's fine, but like it's just like it's kind of like well I don't want to fucking be around that. So kind of like yeah. see you later. Exactly. I mean, I think we're we're both two people that have, have left the UK as well, and I think there's a certain element of that. Whereas I. Yeah, I won't get political and on the state of the UK right now, but I, I was kind of like, I want to see the world a bit. I'm not, yeah. I'm not too old to, to go and live in a different country. Um, just because it was something that I thought it's, it's literally out of my comfort zone. Why not go to New Zealand in a place yeah. where I had no network, no friends. I'd never been to the bloody country before. Let's let's move the family here and and see what happens. Um, but it's again not saying that people have to move halfway around the world. But you do, mate. You do exactly have... what you need to do. You need to move countries yeah. and go around. <laughs> but it is like it's that whole like it's just out of your comfort zone. And I think yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. putting ourselves in that situation where we where you have to lose control a bit. And it's something mm. it's a concept I've been exploring a bit recently. Like it's that element of surrendering. Of saying I'm going to put myself in this situation, and you, you touched on it earlier. I don't know how this is going to turn out. I don't yeah. know how this is going to turn out. It's kind of like when back in those days when you were like you know, 17, 18, and you got yourself in some really weird, crazy, mixed up situations, and then you know you look back like how, how the hell did that happen? And all that all that chaos kind of comes into yeah. it. And I feel like we've lost that as men. We've we put ourselves in this society where everything's controlled. What we what we read, what we watch, what we consume, who we consume it with, and I think finding that little element of chaos where you've just got to grab yeah. your balls and shut your eyes and be like, I'm not sure how I'm going to get through this, yeah. but I'm going to find a way. And that's how we get our confidence back. It's by mm. we get our confidence by keeping promises to ourselves. We we get our confidence by just taking the leap and actually saying, I'm going to back myself that we're going to find a way through this and because yeah. we simply have to. And yeah. I think that, that's what it's all about, to, to really help us, to remind ourselves what, mm. what strong, powerful, fucking brilliant men we can be. Absolutely, mate. And it's, um, it kind of reminds me of like when, like when, I, when I left the, the military, it was just like, uh, like being in there from 16 to 30, it's just like, it's all I knew. So when I left, it was just like, oh, I was kind of like, it was like, I didn't understand a lot of the normal world, so to speak, or the civilian mm. world, right? And it was like, it was weird. So I thought, oh, you know, I've just got to adapt to this now, I guess, because it's like, you know, a lot of what I would do in the military was kind of like, um, is not useful now, it won't work. It's just like, mm. I have to adapt and like, and just, I okay, see like for like two years, it took me to get to a point where I was like driving down a country lane after like my relationship had fucking fell apart. And like, I didn't know what I was doing. And I kind of felt lost and confused where I wanted to like, just turn the steering wheel and just plow into a tree for mm. that brief moment. And I was like, fuck man, I thought to myself, and that's the only time it's ever happened to me. And like, and, and it was like, it's all I needed as well. Cause I was like, fuck man, it's just like, shit it's just like how do i get to the point of having a thought like that and i was just mm. like it kind of like and it wasn't a big what's it moment it was just almost like a sneaky little thought and i caught it and i was just like nah fuck that it's just like that's not that's not who i am it's like I, that's not like um 
that's not like thoughts that I have, or that's not a place that um, I'm going to stay. So it's just like, I need to fucking, I need to shake shit up and I need to do something. And that's when Mm. I started getting mentoring. And then like, not long after I just fuck off and, and drive to Spain. But it's in that couple of years where it's like in, in a sense, the, it's the difference that I found from, from being in the military, military and operating in like kind of like leadership role and all that sort of stuff there that was like extremely valuable and useful that I didn't even realize at the time mm. until I came out and kind of like, you know, left that behind and forgot about it. And then like within two years, I was kind of like, felt like I was in a bit of a hole and got super comfortable, almost like soft like too soft again yeah and uh, and and that's in a, that's in two years so i'm like what happens mm. to guys that like have never had the they're like the fortunate experience i have you don't have to be in the military for that but it's like there's a lot that's so useful in that and like when i got to that point as well of like the the suicidal thought it was like um the thing i was so grateful of that i've always fell back on is like my military training and my leadership training i'm like yeah in throughout all of men's work and dipping the toes into like all the different things that are around. It's great. I've, I've always come back to that because it just makes sense to me. Mm. And I'm like, fuck man. It's just like, guys don't have those skill sets. Guys don't have that mentality and like, and built that and been in those environments that are extremely useful. So I'm like, shit, man, if I can get to that place, um, like then what do like guys that probably don't have, a lot of the experience in in that type of shit kind of like, how do they deal with stuff? And it Definitely, was like yeah. kind of fucking shocking to me. No, I, I totally agree. And I read something about this the other day. I can't remember which book it was, but it reminded me, I mean, I, I'm not a, like a, like a full military man like you. I mean, I have, have done scouts, which, you know, is pretty much the same. I know, but, um, but there's something about, and, and it was, yeah, it's exactly the same. I know many of the things yeah. you were talking about when I, when I left scouts, it was very similar, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's something about like, like an occupied uh, mind. And, and I found this in my life that, when I haven't got a project, when I'm just kind of lounging around, sat on my ass, taking it easy, you know, watch a bit too much Netflix, enjoying my pizza a bit, that's when, dare I say, like you know, the, the dark thoughts come into my mind, oh. or at least uh, the doubts and the worries. And I find myself having the sleepless nights. It's, it's almost like my brain needs something to, to just worry about, um, which is why I know in, in the military, uh, you'll never just say to the troops, yeah, just sit around in the field, you know, just just entertain yourselves. It's always like, you know, let's let's do this, let's have that activity that's got that mission or something else. There is something around you know, the phrase, an idle mind is the devil's plaything. I think a lot of us, if we haven't got that challenge, and it may be mental, it may be physical, it may be yeah. uh, something else, but if if we're just there in comfort, then we're going to 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 dwell we're going to worry again i know when i've as weird as it sounds when i've been at my most comfortable it's generally been when my mental health has probably been at its worst i know i've certainly been drinking too much i've been letting my fitness go all these things when i've been wallowing in this world of comfort that's when it's almost like when when the red flags are waving that i'm either going to be Give myself a bit of a mini breakdown, or I'm going to go and do some 
some stupid self-destructive shit just to mix <laughs> things up a bit and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and not in a good way you know just go and go on a bender or go and just do something stupid and so i think there is that whole thing of or maybe you could put it away maybe we uh, as men we need a quest and we know it'll work like uh like joseph campbell uh the hero's journey mm. I think as men, we we do need to be men on a mission, men on a journey, men on a quest. I don't think the what that quest is uh, is necessarily as important as the fact that we are on a quest and we have that that goal, that purpose, that reason to still get up in the morning. And I believe that's where where we're from. You know, we we men were were born to be hunters, to go out there into the plains. We're not meant to sit around the cave watching the cave paintings. We're meant to go out there and fuck shit up and kill some stuff and, and make sure we can we can accomplish our goals. And I think somewhere along the way we've lost that. So I would always encourage anyone, and I guess you know applies to women as well. But but to have that quest, not just be, hi, I'm a husband, I'm a father, I'm an employee, mm. and that's my life now because that's what so many of us are like. But without that quest, we're not fulfilling our potential, or dare I say, even fulfilling our destiny. Yeah, and it's this um, this this thing I find with that as well. What you're saying about that quest and the Joseph Campbell hero's journey thing as well. It's like uh, it is. It's like where if you have guys, it's like you know, it's just like I'm I'm just in a a moment of trying to find myself. And Mm -hmm. people have different opinions on this, but it's just like you don't find yourself. You don't sit around and just wonder and just kind of like work on that and i see this a lot with men is it's like that just takes you into more emotional turmoil and more confusion mm. and more anxiety is it's like because it, and this is that doing the hard and difficult thing again because it's it's is is taking action on something and doing hard things it's going to have the crossover um and it's like you, so you don't find yourself it's like you fucking create and build that so it's just like if i look at it in terms of the mentalities like as men is like we build things right it's like you see that in physically, it's like we're men are the ones that go out and build shit. Right. But it's in the same, it's the same thing internally as well. It's like you have to fucking build that. You have to have an ideology of like what even like whatever masculinity means to you or whatever being a man means to you is just like you have to have an ideology of that for yourself. And that's different for a lot of guys. And you have to then go out and fucking build that and create that through action. And Definitely. It, it, it's like, it's not a complicated, um, um, it's not a complicated thing. And it's just like, it's quite simple, but it's like, it's, it's still hard. It's, mm. it's, 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 that's the point. And I think is trying to avoid hard and find the easy way. Right. Which is like, and I get is like not making, this is going back to that thing of like, you know, don't make absolutely everything fucking hard. Um, mm. because where some things can be kind of more easy and kind of effortless, but it's just like, hundred percent you need some hard like you say even if it's like you know getting up at fucking um 6 a.m and like the first thing you do is like you you go out for a fucking run and it's just like you don't want to and it's like the hardest thing that you do because when you yeah. when you do these things it's just like other things seem easy when you're putting yourself through like in a sense pain isn't it it's just like where it's yeah it's like you gotta love the pain as a man it's like because it's like <laughs> pain pain is the starting point for men for transformation and for building that kind of new version and like, you know, bringing more potential out, all that wonderful stuff. But it's just like, that happens generally through the means of pain. And yeah. Yeah, pain get, is such a big driver as well. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And it's like, um, and like, it's like you going off to do that. I'm sure there's like, like even going back to the, the recent race that you did the hundred mile, I was just like, mm. I'm pretty sure there was a lot of pain barriers that you went through, not just one, then keep going. I'm sure there was like yeah. many, many points of like where you were going through pain and like, you like, fuck this, but it's just like, but you, you build in that kind of muscle of like overriding that voice that's constantly there, like every fucking day. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's, it's so funny because I, as you were talking, I was thinking, again, it scares me thinking how many literally years I wasted either waiting for confidence, looking for a sign, trying to find my purpose. And I'd have arguments with my missus, with my family, and I'd be I'd be just, I could hear my voice, like that little whiny bitch saying, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life. I'm just looking for my purpose. I can't help it, like a real victim. Mm. And um, but I heard the whole confidence thing just destroyed the other day. And it was, it was something like, you know, we always use confidence as like an alibi, as our excuse. Mm. Say, oh, I'd love to, like, I'd love to start a business, but I don't yeah. have the confidence. I'd love to even, yeah, I'd love to talk on stage, but I don't have the confidence. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to, to walk into a gym, but I don't feel very confident at the moment. Yeah. All these things. But someone said to me, the, the biggest changes that we've gone through in our lives, you know, with the marriages, the relationships, having kids, buying houses, moving countries, all that real big stuff. We did those things not knowing 100% if they would turn out or not. And someone else said as well, like, um, as in all the conspiracy theories, uh, man landing on the moon. They literally spent millions and millions of dollars and they pointed the world's TV cameras at it, and the whole world was focused on something, and they were not 100% sure that mission was going to work. In fact, a really, really big group of people were fairly sure that it wasn't going to work, and that it was going to end in failure, and it would be all the you know propaganda disaster for the USA versus Russia and everything else. Yet still, with that massive groundswell of people saying, I am pretty sure you're going to fail in this, and the whole world is going to see you fail, they did it anyway. And so they're saying they literally sent men to the moon, not 100% confident that it would work, but you're telling me you can't start that side hustle because you're not 100% confident in yourself. And it's it's that balance that, or to put it another way, because I've looked at this so much, you know, we could say, Everyone listening to this podcast right now, the amount of confidence that you have in you, let's say that's the most confident you're ever going to be in your life. So no, no coaching, no, even this podcast couldn't give you any more confidence, which I know is a a crazy thought. No books, no nothing. Can't give you any more confidence than the exact amount of confidence you've got right now. So what would you do if we say you're guaranteed never to be more confident? Do you just say, well, that's it. My life's over. I guess I'm not going to do it. Or do you say confidence be damned? I guess I'm going to have to go and do that thing I wanted to do, even though I might not have the best amount of confidence right now. You'd have to go and do it anyway. I think that is such the thing. That was such a big game changer for me saying, I've got to go and do the thing. I can't wait. I I hate, hate seeing any of us wasting time because life is so short. And so precious. We don't know what's around the corner. And just to 
waste time waiting for purpose and confidence and motivation and all that shit. We've just got to go right now and take the action. It is, mate. And I have this phrase is like, it's like, it's courage over confidence, right? Because it's like people say, like, I get it all the time from guys, you know, I don't feel confident in this. It's like, and it's like, it's like, well, you you don't, you're not going to. That's like, don't expect. Mm. It's like, I have to have that before I do the things. Like, no, you do the thing, then you build that. Again, it's a build thing. It's like, you build that. But it's like, what, what you do have is just like, you have courage. And this is like a bit of a, almost can feel like a bit of a stab to men. It's just like where, I think people mistake the, you know, what's the, 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 uh, opposite of courage. And it's like, people would say fear and it's like, no, it's cowardice. And so mm-hmm. and that's like, that's a stinger. And I, and I, and I say that on purpose because it's just like, it's, I it's like a kind of like, it's to, it's to, for you to kind of like really feel that as a man and be like, oh, that fucking stings, man. It's just like, it's like, are you acting from mm-hmm. courage or cowardice? Because if you're not going from courage, you go from cowardice and that stings, but it's just like, you know, grow a fucking thick skin. It's just like, you need, yeah. you, we, we need to hear that as guys. And it's just like, and we don't have enough of that as a site. And this is that directness that, um, um, that I feel is really helpful as, as a man. And I, I have this with clients too, as a site where, you know, it seems like if guys are like whining and complaining and like bitching and stuff like that, like you don't get me wrong, it's like have events, right? You know what I mean? Have event. We all do it from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you want people to be like, hey, fucking snap out of that shit and, and get moving. And it's it's like and even saying to guys, like, look, he's like, you're you're being fucking, you're acting real fucking entitled right now. It's just like you've got some yeah. entitlement factor. That like, oh, you know, things are hard and blah, blah, blah. Or it's just like, I'm finding it tough. And it's just like, yeah, well, you, you have to have a reality check and fucking get used to that and like really see with no bullshit and no fluff of like where you're actually at and like the body of work that's in front of you that you have to get on with. And that's like, it's not sexy, is it? It's not sexy. Um, it's, it's, mm. it's not instant gratification. It's not, it's not good for your dopamine fucking fixes. Um, it's, it's kind of can seem boring and mundane and just kind of defeating. And it's just like, yeah. Cause then it's like, you need to build the mentality like is step by step day by day and just like be, be able to repeat shit. And that's something that I, again, is like took from the military. It's, it's this where it's like, I didn't do things from confidence. It's just like, and I didn't really have a choice from a lot of things. It's like all the training. And all the stuff you had to do is just like, you just had to throw yourself in. And like, if you felt anxious or uncomfortable and like you fucked things up and you made mistakes or you got fucking shouted out or something, and it's just like, but do that over years and it just becomes normal where you're just like, oh yeah, you have to actually do things and just throw yourself in. And like, yes, that's mm-hmm. difficult. Like you find that difficult with all the stuff you're doing right now. I find that difficult. Now, in like all the time, there's something constantly there as you're moving forward. But it's 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 being able to kind of override that, and I, and that's yeah. again, I find that with men, it's just this: is if we kind of allow ourselves to get too complacent and comfortable, that's a dangerous place to be because of the you get pulled into your emotions and feelings and kind of like and get you get stuck in them. Right? You get stuck in them, yeah. and you get pulled into a downward spiral and turmoil. And it's like you, you, all those good habits and rituals and all this sort of shit go out the window. And before you know it, you, you, you're kind of fucked. 
Mm. You are, and, 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 and I love this because it's, you see a lot of people get in that comfort zone. And I, I was there before. I mean, yeah, I, I did the, the desert run and the 100 miler and everything else, like all these things. It was a 10-year journey for me of getting more depressed, more unfit, more overweight, more stressed, all these things. And I was in this, this again, this zone of comfort. I'd look for the confidence. I'd look for the motivation. I probably mm. need I'd watch Rocky or something. I'd get fired up and be like, yeah, okay. Confidence, tough things, pain barrier, let's go. And you kind of, you literally, you, you put your toe outside the outside the comfort zone and you dip it in the water and then you get a bit of pain and a bit of discomfort yeah. and then you go back in again. And it's, again, we, we talk about extreme challenges, but it, yeah, it's if you're single and you're approaching women and you get rejected once, then you yeah. go back in and say, oh, no, I can't do that. Or you, you know, you're, you're trying to grow your business and you have a sales call and it goes badly. And you say, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. It's never going to work. And it's that when as soon as we hit that discomfort barrier, we retreat and we say, oh, I wasn't meant to do this. It's just me in my family. We're no good at relationships or business or money. Yeah. We tell ourselves these victim stories. And interestingly, um, it wasn't that longer. It might have been like six months ago. I was, I don't know why, but I was in a, in a shitty place mentally. My business wasn't going the way I wanted it to. My running wasn't going all right. And it was just hard. And I was just yeah. like feeling really sorry for myself. And, um, and, and Jordan Peterson was uh, was here in New Zealand, and I went. I had I had tickets to go and see him. Oh, nice! Um, and I know people get like to get offended by him, but I quite like some of his stuff. I and love so it. I was just the uh, no, it was good. And he talked about this. Um, I can't remember all the religious text he was talking about. Mm. But he was basically talking about this this whole concept of an exodus, and ironically, it was talking about an exodus through the desert as well. And, um, you know, my, my Sunday school was a long time ago now, but there's something in the Bible where you had the people who were persecuted or having a tough time, and they had to go on an exodus through the desert to reach the promised land. All the Christians are going to be shouting at their podcasters now. because you know, <laughs> People were somewhere where they didn't want to be. They had to go on the exodus through the desert to get to the place they wanted to be. And his whole point was around we all start this journey, we have the exodus into the desert, but then that actual journey is really fucking hard. And it was the, to cut the, the long tail short, he was kind of saying, it's supposed to be hard. It's supposed mm. to be, you're literally escaping persecution to reach the promised land through a desert. Did you expect it to be brilliant? Did you expect it to be easy? And that's when that whole concept of this journey that i'm on is an exodus and it's supposed to be i'm I'm supposed to suffer in this journey and when i realized uh, jordan peterson told me i'm supposed to suffer there's okay now all of a sudden i know i'm suffering but that's okay because it's Mm. part of the journey and like i say like like literally when i went through the desert i was suffering when i did the 100 miles i was suffering some days and weeks and months in my business i suffer but it's, it's that we have to go through these uh these steps not that we say we we leave the comfort zone get a bit of suffering and then we do what most people do they go back in like like, like yeah. the gym membership in january 
people suffer for a few weeks and they say, oh, this is hard. I've got a bad back and legs are mm. sore, arms are sore. And then all of a sudden they miss a gym session and another one and another one and the excuses come back and all oh, busy at work. And, and that, that's the way it always goes. And it's, it's embracing and knowing that the fact it's okay. We don't have to be all like bloody David Goggins with his stay hard and all that. It's just saying it's, yeah. <laughs> if life throws us a few curveballs on this journey, it's we will get through it and it will be okay and that was such a ironically like a real comfort to me and i think that's the thing is it's like and you know those things are going to happen right 100 percent. Mm. you can't avoid them unless you live under a rock so it makes sense then to go and choose things that build your mentality that allow you to deal with high levels of stress and difficult situations where you're you can prepare yourself to a certain extent to deal with them better than most people rather than just sit and wait and avoid all your shit until something is hundred percent is guaranteed to happen. And then you just fall to shit. And it's not the fact that it's just like, you don't have difficulty or like, you know, stress or you feel like you're suffering, but it's just like, it's almost like that you just don't have any quit because it's like, mm. you kind of expect that to be a part of your kind of journey as a man. And, but even in, like you say, it doesn't have to be some big race, like the doing hard things piece is just like where it could be having that conversation with your wife or yeah. your girlfriend, right. That you find like so excruciatingly uncomfortable that you get anxiety and like you're super mm. fucking stressed and it's like, you're fucking scared to do it. It's just like, but that that's a hard thing to do or the potential dealing with conflict. A lot of men in like relationships is like a lot of men are terrible at dealing with conflict. And it's like, again, it gives anxiety and it like breeds passive men. That's, that's a hard thing for a lot of men to do. We're not talking about like, say being David fucking Goggins, right? Stay hard. It's like, um, but it's like, but there's, there's, you know, on a, on a, on a toned down level is kind of like, yeah, in some ways, but it, it's, it's that what's the day to day stuff that is actually hard because that's mm. where you, that's where you get your reps in. That's where you get the repetition. That's where you build is it's like, it's in those, um, the small day-to-day things, um, like you say, in your relationships is like at home is just like, that's needs constant work. It's like, are you, are you focused mainly in the business and like work and on paper success is, is fantastic, but your relationships are fucking shit. And like, you're both miserable and, but you don't mm. talk about it. You just sweep it under the rug. And then it's like the relationship doesn't work. It's like, it wasn't working. It was like finished. It's like, was it? Or did you not just fucking have the balls to fucking both actually deal with shit that is like unsaid and like being comfortable and face potential conflict and like, and hurt each other's feelings and all this sort of stuff is just like, it's generally, I find it, it's that it's the latter. No, I, I totally agree. And I think something that we, we often forget and I've been on it on a journey, as we like to say, to try and fix it. It's that element of kindness for ourselves. And mm. I mean, like man kindness, obviously, uh, man macho kindness, alpha kindness. But mm. we tend to forget that even like the conversation that you and me are having now, where we're talking about Peterson and Goggins and these things, I believe that. You know, let's say 90% of the male population of the Western world do not have a clue uh, about any of this stuff. Because you know, we, we live, and I know your listeners, you know, we, we broadly live in this 
world that is aware of personal development and men's work and the concepts of masculinity mm-hmm. and, and all these different elements, I would argue that even by listening to this, even by being part of the discussion, people have given themselves a competitive advantage over the vast, vast majority yeah. of the population who would not even think for a second about improving their situation, about challenging their thoughts, about stepping out of their comfort zone. I think so many people and so many men are just like, and I know, because I know so many of them, and then yeah. those people that I mentioned that kind of look at me like something weird, like an anomaly. Yeah. And they're just people like, I get up, I go to work, come back, see my wife and kids, and tomorrow I'll do it again. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, mm-hmm. but it's, it's a total, yeah, it's like they haven't had the, the, the red pill or the blue pill in the Matrix, and I'm not going to yeah. go down bloody Andrew K to the Matrix side of it, because that's a whole <laughs> different podcast. But you know what I mean? I, I'm trying not to say this in a negative way, or that those people are bad ratings. I really don't believe that at all. But I think there's so many people that haven't, realize that it's okay to challenge your thoughts it's okay to challenge the status quo just because your mates all do that thing just because your family is because every man in your family has done that thing for generations just because no one around you uh covers these different areas it doesn't mean that you have to be like that as well and one of my best best most favorite phrases when I heard this thing, and this is, I wanted to get this in somewhere and I bloody found it. <laughs> we always say, we always say you're, um, you're, you're the product of the five people you hang around with. People always like yeah. to say, yeah, we're, we're the product of our environment, we're, we're the product of the five people we spend the most time with. But I believe that we are the product of the five thoughts we spend the most time with. And it's those five thoughts about, you know, I, it could be, guys in my family only earn this much money every year it's impossible for me to earn any more money men in my family we're all just big boned it would be impossible for us to do any running men in my family we're terrible at business we're never gonna men in my family always get divorced none of us all these things that we just tell ourselves because we never question our thoughts but if you just take a second to challenge those assumptions i'm going to put in my second best phrase in here is when we uh, you you might have heard a mutual friend of ours say this when when we feel stuck it's because we're assuming something to be true but it isn't actually true so we're assuming guys in my family never hold down a relationship we're assuming mm-hmm. uh all, all all men in my family cheat on their partners we're assuming all men in my family are terrible with money all men in my family hate running we all make these assumptions and then we feel stuck and we say oh i'd love to do something different oh but hang on i've got this assumption that i can't do that why why can't we start challenging our assumptions and to bring this right back off the tangent the fact that people listening to this have even got the strength to challenge those assumptions is such a powerful thing. So I do 100% believe that even, even by listening to this, even by allowing that little tiny bit of daylight into our thoughts by saying, maybe things could be a bit different. Maybe it doesn't have to be this way. Anyone who even dares to think that is so, so far ahead of, uh, of the rest of society. Absolutely. Sorry, Craig. Well, went off on a bit one there. No, that was that was great. I was literally about to say that was that, that was a, I, I love that that thought process. It's like otherwise it's, known it's as fantastic. a Freddie rant. Yeah, a <laughs> front. 
Yes, I'm <laughs> <laughs> it, it, but it's it's true, like, and that's part. You know, in terms of we're talking about challenge, right, and doing hard things, mm. it's just like you've got to challenge your stories, and like you do. Even when you're saying that, I look back because what you do, you're going to piss people off when you do that. And like, I remember having this, and like, um, thinking I was just like arrogant and ignorant and stubborn, which in some ways I am, hundred percent, and I own that. <laughs> it's just that it's yeah. like. But for, how that how that's perceived by other people is just like where somebody would tell me something or I just flat out refuse it and like mm. and and you know kind of like point blank and, and be like kind of like no and like people will get pissed off and annoyed because it's just like you're not buying into their story and, and their what they mm. believe and it's just like if you kind of like you don't take that on board it's just like oh you're so stubborn or you're 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 so arrogant it's just like i'm then i'm like yeah okay then it's just like then be um then you should maybe you should be a bit more stubborn and maybe you should be a bit more Mm. what people call arrogant in terms of like where it's you because if you focus on challenges just like where you're like "Mm, being curious right being curious and go well i'm going to challenge that is just like because it's like i don't know if that's i don't know if that's true so let's go and find out let's go and test it and that's, I Definitely. think that's a really important mentality to have. And it's like one that I try my best to use often. And it's not easy to do because then again, you've got to go in, into action, right? You've got to, and it's kind mm. of like a curious, playful game as well. It's just like, eh. like even if, if, you know, when people, when people, I call it being open-minded skeptic, where it's just mm. like, where he's like, not that you don't listen to people, but you just have this filter where you don't take it on board straight away. You kind of like, you're able to stop it and go, huh, I don't know if that's true. Uh, and it's just like, well, the only way to go and know is to go and find out for myself, right? That's, that for me is like a big self-leadership piece. I'm going to go find out for mm. myself. I'm going to test that. I'm going to go and challenge that. And it's backing yourself as well, because so many times we, we yeah, I, I'm, I'd like to think of myself as a fairly, uh, many times like a like a mild mild introverted chap and for a for a long time if someone said it to me that, that chap, <laughs> chap. Yeah, for, for a long time if people if people said to me you need to go and do this or this is the way it is or this is the truth i'd be like okay i believe you you must be right because of who you are or what you say or how you carry yourself or whatever it is but having that ability just to back ourselves and be like, Alessia, the, the evidence is 100% to the contrary. Mm. Why, why can't I be right? Why, why can't I do this thing? As, as I come back to you know, 36-year-old, overweight, unfit, depressed alcoholics aren't supposed to run through the Sahara Desert. Guys who have got uh, you know, a fairly stable marriage and kids and everything and a house and a mortgage in Liverpool aren't supposed to leave it all and take the families to New Zealand. We yeah, always yeah. say, oh, I can't, I can never do that. That's what guys say. Yeah. And um, that's what I, I still say sometimes, but I used to say a hell of a lot, have that conversation. Oh, I couldn't do that. Could you say no to that thing that you've been bitching about for the last mm. six months every day? Oh, I don't want to go and do that. Oh, I hate those people. Oh, they're such a dick. Or oh, why don't you just stop it? Oh no, I couldn't stop it. Oh no, what would they say? Like, oh, I couldn't do that. Surely not me. How who am I to believe yeah. I could do that? All those challenges. Well, unless it's scientifically proven that it's impossible, then then there's a chance. And as as many people say, if yeah. anyone's done it before, 
then yeah. you can as well. And, and that's what I think we, we have to believe. We can do difficult things. We can do tough challenges. We can challenge the norms, the expectations, our own self-doubts. We can do yeah. those things, but we have to take that first step forward. Absolutely, mate. And I, and I think I, I find this like almost this responsibility as, as, as men. But like, I find that even more so like the work that I do, like working with men is this like where you don't try and pretend that it's all fucking like, you know, it's fucking, it's easy. And like, you just kind of like you, you hide the kind of the difficult things to, to talk about because mm. you might be perceived because a lot of men, like we perceive some of these things as weak or not manly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's fucking dumb. It's stupid. But like, it's because it's, it's kind of like the norm. it's like what a lot of men hide and it's just like, it's actually to be open about like, yeah, man, it's like having doubts. It's just like, fuck man. It's just like, I don't know if I can do this. It's like, who am I to do this? Right. That's the big one. Mm -hmm. Who am I to do this? It's just like, oh, I couldn't do that. Like maybe yourself, you know, you find some self-worth kind of lacking in yourself or some Mm -hmm. deserving, I don't deserve this or self-esteem issues or some insecurities and doubts. It's just like, Remember, you're a fucking human and not a robot, man. It's like, it's, like it's, it's, it's okay to have those 100%, but it's just like, and it's okay if you struggle with those at times, but it's just like, but don't you fucking dare, like, stop. Don't you dare not fucking go into that mm. and, like, find out. And it's just like, and that's, and that's the thing that for me is like, when I talk about raising the standards of leadership in them, it's, it's that it's almost like it's like don't it's like it's, it's kind of when I'm speaking to men and working with men, it's like I'm not speaking to maybe the version or the voice that they're used to. Is there's a, yeah. it's getting that that other one in there, and it's kind of like sometimes that can seem very direct and to the point, but but it's always it's from a good place. But it's just like and they know that, and it's like they appreciate it and respect that, and that's how we work as men. Is like because how many people do you have in your life that are just yes people and won't say things to you because it's like, Oh, I don't want to seem mean or I don't want to seem like an arsehole or a dick or like, mm-hmm. I don't want to potentially hurt anyone's feelings or I don't want to rock the boat or any of this fucking bullshit. And it's just like, Oh, so you're just around surrounded by people that are just kind of like lie to you and like, just they're there and wrap you in cotton wool and like give you a big hug and a kiss. And it's just like, rather than actually hold you to a higher standard, and call you forward into that. And that's for me is like one of the, the biggest things that we do as men. Yes. I see this a lot uh, in business and in relationships. And when I say I see it a lot, that's a polite way of saying I <laughs> fucked it up a load of times <laughs> yeah, for, for business. And I'm, I'm giving, just extracting myself from a situation at, at the moment. I always used to have these business things. I'd go in with other people. I'd like, I'd either find someone who was, mm. um, that's what they always say to find someone who's really successful and kind of like help them and build them up. Or I'd go in, I'd like, I'd find a couple of people and yeah. who might be mates who might be like, oh, guys, we've got this business. To do. Let, let's, let's partner up together. Let's partner up together. And, um, and I was working with a coach and he was like, why do you always feel the need to like attach your horse to someone else's wagon? Why, why do you always need to, to partner up with people? Why do you mm. always need to, to look for someone else to kind of be, you know, look, look for an alpha so you can be the better. And it was, for me, it was because I believe that 
surely not me i couldn't i couldn't be a success on my own i need other people because i'm not enough i need an expert because i'm not good enough as anyone i started saying to myself yeah we all know that collaboration is good and all those things but i was like i needed to understand that i could be the the number one of of what i wanted to do whatever i wanted to achieve um and when it was when i stopped looking for other people again to give me that comfort to to um placate me and to look up to um because it would always go to shit it would there'd always be fallouts i'd always piss them off they'd piss me off there'd always be something and then the whole relationship would be ruined and then be like Mm. oh that's another one and i say in uh, romantic relationships as well and probably like male relationships you always have that one person um who can't be on their own like they'll they'll need to go from one relationship to the next relationship or even with mates they'll be like who wants to come to the gym with me or who wants to come on that trip with me or i want to go and do that thing who wants to come and unless they can get people with them they won't go and do it on their own um because we're, we're we're scared to put ourselves out there on our own and back ourselves deliver we're always kind of like looking for i think we're looking to be rescued sometimes or we we have that lack of confidence in our own abilities yeah. to to actually say i'm going to go and do this thing I'm going to be on my own. I'm going to succeed on my own, or I'm going to fail on my own, but I'm going to actually put myself to the test, not some weird kind of hand holding submissive relation where I'm looking to someone else and asking for permission and all that weird shit that we've all been involved in. As I say, collaboration is good. Teamwork's good. Blah, blah, blah. We all know that, but sometimes you've got to say this to, to go from from macho alphaness to the greatest showman, sometimes we have to say, "This is me, and I'm going to go and do this thing, and I'm going to live or die by my own sword, metaphorically, because I have to see what what I'm really made of." And I think by by being out there again on that exodus, painful journey on our own, that's when we get the true path of discovery. Absolutely, mate. Good riff. Rest on. I know. I'm, I'm in my in my zone now. It took me a while to get warmed up, but now I'm just like pow, pow. But that's it. It's like it's. Uh, I think kind of coming to a bit of a close on this as well. But it's like the. It's the. It is that like I want to go and find out what I'm made of. It's just like mm. what am I made of? It's just like, and it's like I remember distinctly. Like these are very two important questions I remember asking myself when I left the military. And it was just like just I was probably sat at home or just walking along somewhere, and I was just like this curiosity of like, you know, being in a big performance environment, a leadership environment where you're always training, you're always getting better and like leaving and not having that. And I was just like, Oh, I wonder, I wonder what my potential is now. It's like, uh, I wonder what's possible for me now. And then this other part was just like, we'll go find out. And I was like, Oh, okay. And then kind of like, that's the start. And it's not to say that that was just easy. That was the start of like, say, first through pain <laughs> first through pain and like doing hard things and challenges and things not working out and like people on the outside going what are you fucking doing it's just like maybe you should stop now and like all this sort of shit and like it, it, it's just and i think it's the mentality because i i like i was confused by that i'm like what do you even mean i'm like do you even know me it's just like there's like that's not an option it's like, there's never an option. Mm. It's just like, in a sense, like a bit extreme. It's just like, I'd like rather die than just give up on that because it would be, if I, if I stop that, if I don't go forward into something, it's just like, that's going to sit with me. That's going to niggle at me all my life. It's just like that wonder of just like, what if I just gone and fucking 
done that thing of just like, well, what would have happened? And I can't, I can't have that. I can't. Um, exactly. And it's that thing where, and um, again, one of my, I'm not doing, I've managed to definitely shoehorn all my favorite quotes in here. But you love them. It's never, it's never too late to become the person who you were always meant to be. And that, that's one that's really always struck too for me, now being a guy in his 40s. And, and I, I sometimes, I look back at my mates in the UK and I think, yeah, it's all very well for me to be over here, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. comfort look, zone, look at you. this, that. Yeah, but then I know there'll be also those moments where I'll see on Instagram, whatever, they'll have the nice house and the nice car and the mum living down the road and the Sunday in the pub with all their old mates. And I'll be like, oh, shit, I'd give anything for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we we have to to go through that pain. And the only thing I wanted to, to say to to close is that I think as men we we naturally think that all the stuff that we're talking about has to be that kind of blood and sweat and <laughs> tears and being sick on your shoes at the side of the road. Discomfort doesn't have to be that. And I have a challenge for anyone who's listening to this podcast right now. If you want to really embrace some discomfort, just go somewhere. Book it today, somewhere where you're just on your own for 24 hours. No phone, no texting your mates in the WhatsApp group, none of this. Doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be ultra marathons. Mm. Doesn't have to be glamorous. Just somewhere where you're literally 100% alone with yourself for 24 hours. And I guarantee you will not regret it. I can't guarantee it will give you the answers. I can't guarantee it will do everything. But there is 100% certainty that it will not make your life worse. And it's highly, highly likely it will open your eyes. It will open your mind. And it will open your world just by stepping into that discomfort of being alone with your thoughts for 24 hours because believe me it can be really bloody scary but it's also where the transformation happens yeah absolutely mate absolutely and then once uh, they come back they should book on one of your events as well because that's going to 100 guaranteed to be transformational Yes, mate. That's one of my one of my favourite things to do is the uh, the in person events. I'll be doing more of those uh, soon as well in the the UK. Some tactical leadership events that we're doing. But, um, but yeah, man, I, I love that because again, it's like there's no bullshit, there's no fluff. It's not sitting around fucking talking about shit. It's like it's your you're in it in all in in all kind of uh, sense of the meaning. Um, yeah, man. Definitely. When I'm back in it. the UK, I will. I will be there. Absolutely. I've heard amazing things about your events. I know the uh, the word transformational is thrown around lightly these days, but some crazy, mind blowing shit happens at your events. So anyone that is in the UK, I highly, highly recommend that they, uh, yeah, they they message you whatever they're supposed to do um, <laughs> just to, to get on them because uh, yeah, I know I know those things are awesome. Awesome. Thanks for the plug, Freddie. Appreciate that. Pleasure. Check <laughs> the post. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, mate. It's like I fucking that was that was great, man. It's like I love that. Uh appreciate that. I hope you enjoyed listening to that, guys. Is again, it's just uh I enjoy that conversation uh, type thing. I think there's that I think it's 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 the similar mentality, especially of like the 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 physical challenge type of thing and how that transfers to mentality and 
And that's always a good conversation because there's so many lessons that are transferable in that um, for men. Well, not just for men, but like, you know, we're men talking as men. I can't speak for women, so. Um, but I, I appreciate you coming on again, Freddie, man. That was fucking awesome. Pleasure. Whenever, whenever Craig Barlow rings, I always answer. So I will uh, let's say, let me let me go recharge the batteries and have a have a warm bath. Then maybe I can go again. Who knows? <laughs> nice, all right. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Pleasure. Thank you.